Hey everyone, it's Heather. I'm so excited about our new resource for single women, Authentically You. One of the most challenging parts of life is navigating relationships. This can be especially true for women who have been tainted by negative sexual experiences and mistakes from their past, or when the struggle with porn and masturbation takes hold and won't let go. This leaves them feeling distant from God, separated by the weight of shame and regret. If this is you, you're not alone. Authentically You was written specifically for single and college-aged women, those who are on the working career path and those who are in college. This 20-lesson curriculum is easily adaptable to a busy work schedule or a college semester system. Through this group experience, you'll explore how your past pain and trauma contribute to distorted beliefs and an unhealthy thought life. You'll uncover the role your family of origin plays in your past and current behaviors and address the issues that perpetuate compulsive and addictive patterns. And through the use of weekly exercises, strategic tools, and self-care focus, you'll learn how to live in health, how to live as your true, authentic self. I know God has a plan for your life to bring you to a place of health and wholeness. If you allow it, God will do amazing things in you and through you. So pre-order today, Authentically You. Go to puredesire.org A-Y. That's puredesire.org A-Y. You're listening to the Pure Desire Podcast, your safe place to find hope, healing, and freedom from sexual addiction, betrayal, and relationship issues. Merry Christmas. I'm your host, Trevor Windsor, and you are listening to episode 129 of the Pure Desire Podcast. Here with me, as always, the South Pole elf, Nick Stumbo. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. So original. I love it. Well, it is Christmas it Eve, is and after Christmas. all, I am Saint Nick, so oh. there you go. <laughs> oh, Saint Nick, that's good. Is that because, you know, you're now a redeemed follower of Jesus? Is that where we're- No, or... it's just because my first name is oh, Nick. Right. <laughs> I've heard that a lot in the past. So, so great. Well, look, we've got a, a good, a quick episode for you on this Christmas Eve, uh, but first quality, couple things- Quality over quantity yeah, today. Yeah, 100% for that. Yeah. So a couple of quick things. If you are not subscribed to the podcast, please do it. Don't wait. You can find us on all the major platforms and give us a review. If you give us a review, it helps people find the podcast. It helps people know the podcast doesn't suck if you like it. Uh, so help more people see it. it means a lot to us. And then also follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Pure Desire PDMI. And then if you like to consume video content, we have all these interviews and podcasts up on YouTube as well. Nick. What would you just tell people? Christmas is tomorrow. For listening to this, when this episode comes out, got anything for them? What do you What do you have to say? You know, it's exciting to me the way that the podcast has become a kind of community. Um, people find encouragement and hope and a, a reminder that they're not alone. And my hope as people gather around Christmas, for a lot of people, particularly when we were stuck in our addiction... It, it's a time where we don't feel like we belong. There's yeah. there's old voices or there's family dynamic issues where we just feel mm -hmm. that somehow we're not a part of things. And so I hope that not only in this podcast, but in wherever you're gathering around the holiday season, whoever you are or aren't getting to see, that there is a growing sense in your life that you're a part of family, both with the, the podcast team here, but also with the people in your life, that, mm -hmm. that God is really creating healthy relationships for you and that that's in my mind the the outcome of Christmas. You know, the outcome of Christ coming is to bring us into His family, yep. 
And hopefully that also translates into family with one another. And so a uh, Merry Christmas to everyone. And I hope and pray that it's a time where you're really sensing growth and joy in your relationships. Yeah. So in that theme, we had Heather Kolb, our content manager and speaker and all around genius on staff, uh, on with us to talk about giving the gift of our health to other people. Yeah. And, and so crucial because like we've been saying already, this is a time of year when frankly, a lot of us aren't very healthy, whether it's how much we eat, oh, how gosh, much we yes. drink, uh, the change of rhythms. Uh, right. we've, we've talked about it around here that it, it's... Uh, trigger season affectionately or not affectionately called the season of relapse because of all those changes there are doors that get open to old behaviors that uh, sometimes surprise us so we wanted to give people some thoughts today about how can we move towards health and how do we make self-care a priority Mm -hmm. in a way that isn't withdrawing from people but making us more available to them yeah so i think this is going to be a nice quick one for you and we do hope that this is a gift to you this Christmas, that your health is important and that other people benefit from it. So it's a good one. Enjoy. Heather, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me back. Merry Christmas to you both. Yes. Yes. So if you are listening to this on the day it comes out, it is Christmas Eve, wow. uh, which is for me the normal time that you start listening to Christmas music. <laughs> but let's not get into that. But so, other people are they're escaping their family craziness. Oh like, my gosh. I better listen to a podcast Seriously. before I go crazy. So and you, you we are it. here to help you. You need it. Um, okay. So... Um, let's just dive into what we want to talk about today. We at Pure Desire are often quoted saying, and a lot of it, it usually comes off one of your sessions mm-hmm. in one of our Pure Desire conferences, the idea that your health is the greatest gift that you can give someone else. So we say that a lot. We kind of want to talk about that today. So let's just start with what do we mean by that? So I think that that's one of the things that as we pursue health, that it naturally is going to spill out into you know, how we live life. We don't necessarily think of it as a gift that we're giving other people, but honestly, the more that we you know, get healthy, whatever that looks like through our thought processes, through our behaviors, it really is something that we, of course, are giving a gift to ourselves, but there's no way that it can't change you know, how we live life. And that living out that health is really the gift that we end up giving others, whether it's, you know, our spouse or, or the way that we parent or, you know, any of those things when we change and grow, you know, it's going to impact others. Yeah. I think about if you're giving someone a gift, like Mm -hmm. you're giving it to them for their benefit or their enjoyment. And so if your health is something that other people will benefit from, or other people will find joy or purpose or like anything, if it adds value to their life, then it is a gift to them. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Well, and particularly, wow, that's, I didn't know how hard that word was going to be to say, particularly if we're talking about like emotional That's and staying spiritual. in the episode, I'm, by the way. Yeah. All of this will know. <laughs> never, okay. never using that this word This is the gift, listener, for that'll, you. That'll be my new attempt for 2020. I just came up with my resolution. Uh, but no, when we're talking about like emotional, mental, spiritual health, I think about how important self-awareness is, that mm-hmm. growth in self-awareness. And a quote that I've used before by Peter Scazzaro in his Emotionally Healthy books about mm-hmm. that most people, particularly most Christians, are very self-conscious, mm-hmm. but very few are actually self-aware. And I think about how important self-awareness is in relationships, that my ability to understand how I'm feeling why I'm feeling it, where it's coming from, and to start to have relationships where I'm able to respond appropriately. I'm able to be aware of maybe what they're going through, what I'm feeling, versus 
in so many relationships, we just react, just bang, bang. I just, you say something that makes me feel triggered by something and I react. And now we're in these kind of death spirals of, well, he always says this and then she always does that. And so I, I think about what a gift it is in relationships. If I can respond, knowing what I'm feeling, knowing whether or not you had any part in creating it, or I'm just being triggered or you know responding to something else. So that to me is a way to really think about the gift I give of, am I an enjoyable person to be around? Am I someone you're, that's safe to talk to, that is right. safe to process with? Because if I am, then my presence or my relationship can be a gift versus like, okay, don't you know, don't say anything that might yeah. trigger them or right. uh, so that, I mean, that's just one dynamic of our mm-hmm. health that if, if I'm more self-aware, that's going to be a gift I give to every relationship that I'm a part of. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, the whole reason why we're talking about this right now is because of the holiday season. Mm-hmm. We are just in this perspective or this mindset of generosity, of giving. Um, and far too often it is a receiving type of holiday too. But I think mm-hmm. a lot of people, especially in the church, are looking to how do we give away benefit and value to other people. And this is obviously a great way to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we often just think of what can we tangibly or physically give someone. Right. But recognize that toy or that gift card, you know, yep. it's maybe enjoyed, but it's soon forgotten versus yep. who we are carries over all year long. Totally. It's it's really the long game in terms of you want to give someone something that lasts, give them a healthier version of yourself. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. And so that, that leads into the next question that I think for a lot of people, mm-hmm. they can struggle with feeling that anything focused on themselves is inherently mm-hmm. selfish. And particularly, dang it, I said it again. <laughs> <laughs> I just promised I would never use the word again. Uh, you could if, say in particular. Is that that's a, a different That's way like to a say shorthand, okay. yeah. Well, uh, now I totally lost my train of thought. No, if we grew up in a Christian home, that's where I was headed. If we grew up in a Christian home that really values selflessness, yep. um, focusing on the good of others, we can feel like anything I do for myself is selfish. Mm-hmm. So how do we make that distinction between am I focusing on myself in a way that is healthy and good for others or am I just being selfish in how I'm using my time and energy? Yeah, um, I think it's actually interesting. Uh, Last night, um, had dinner, coffee and dinner with a new friend and his wife and then had coffee this morning with another friend and this conversation came up um, multiple times, which is just perfect timing. Thank you, Lord, for that. (laughs) But the idea of... um, Something for me, like this is just kind of the rule of thumb we've talked a lot about. Like if if this activity makes me a better person in community or pushes me toward other people, that's healthy. But if it's something that I'm using to isolate mm-hmm. and move away from, um, and the way I worded it this morning, and I, I'm not really even sure why I did, but I think that um, for me, my personality, I like to, I probably like most people, avoid pain. And so for me, if I am pursuing self-care or health, but really it's just to avoid pain, then that is not self-care. Mm-hmm. That's not caring for myself and then in turn giving the gift of my health to someone else. But if I'm going over here and like, let's say working out is a really healthy thing to do. If I come back and I'm fresher, my perspective is like, is clean and is right. If I feel like I'm ready to now have this difficult conversation and working out gives me that ability or gets me to that place where, okay, I'm ready to sit down with my wife or my friend and have this hard conversation and lean into it. Then that is for me, the barometer of where you at as far as being healthy. So is it 
pushing me into community and the difficult conversations I need to have, or is it pulling me away? And I think that will help us decide, is it selfish or is it self-care? Mm-hmm. That's so good. I think that this is a topic that's really hard too for women, because I think that Especially women- Especially in the church. Way, yeah. yes. I think for women, they have you know so many responsibilities of taking care of others. You know, They're a wife or they're a mother, or maybe they're even taking care of elderly parents. Mm-hmm. And a yep. lot of times there's realistically not enough hours in the day for them to incorporate any kind of self-care. But I think that it is really important, even if it's in a small way, even mm-hmm. if it's something that maybe not every day, but but once a week, I'm going to intentionally have coffee with a friend or I'm going right. to you know invite somebody to my house to have yeah. coffee or just like you're saying, Trevor, to build relationship or whatever that looks like. Mm-hmm. And it could even, even mean you know that you want to do something at home by yourself. And so yeah. you want your spouse or right. someone to take your kids for an afternoon so that yeah. you can have uninterrupted time, you know, whatever that Mm -hmm. looks like, that it really, if it makes you a better person, a better wife, mother, Mm -hmm. friend, daughter, whatever it is, then it really isn't, it's not selfish. It's, it's good for your mental health. It's, it's good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I like what you brought up that, that we only have so many hours in the Mm -hmm. day. And I, I remember reading an article not too long ago that talked about if we were to do everything in a day that experts and science and you know, mm-hmm. psychologists have recommended we do, you know, read so much, meditate, spend time with friends, like that we would need a 36 hour day that that's, so to try Sounds to do exhausting. everything, <laughs> yeah. well, but really that's what a lot of us are trying to right. do. Like, totally. well, I got to do this, I got to do that. And we can be so just drained by our own lives that we're not aware of what does fill us up, what makes us, like you both have been saying, what makes us that better person for the rest mm-hmm. of our day. And so if you know, if our activity or hobby drains us, you know, if we go to the gym for two hours in the morning, but then go home and we're just a sloth the rest of the day, well, that wasn't very, um, it may have been good for us, but that is a somewhat selfish act that not, I'm not saying you shouldn't do that, but if, if that is a reality for you, you may need to talk with your family and say, boy, this is a day I'd really like to exercise. And I know I'll kind of be drained the rest of the day. I probably Mm -hmm. won't have energy to move that box or do those things. Like that should be communicated. And and if the family knows, oh, you know, we're okay with that that day. But on the other hand, if that workout at the gym or that time having coffee with a friend or getting an extra hour of sleep will energize the rest of your day, um, what a what a blessing that is. Mm-hmm. If it if you know it makes you a better parent uh, and a better person, then we have to carve out that time. And we've talked about this before on the podcast that there still needs to be healthy dialogue totally. in a in a marriage or yeah. family to say, hey, you know that when I get a run in. I'm I'm going to be a better dad the mm-hmm. rest of the day. So what yeah. if you know this morning? I tomorrow morning I got up at such and such time. Or right. what if while the kids were napping I did this? So if if there's a, a shared plan, then the people around us can yes. be a participant yeah. in our self care versus feeling like our, our self care always infringes on maybe their self care right. or their ability to be right. a healthy person. So I, I think that's just the dynamic we have to be aware of: is that mm-hmm. everything we do affects other people. We're mm-hmm. in relationship, yeah. and so even as we pursue self care, we want to be aware of how that impacts other people. Um, but when we see that it contributes to health and yeah. better relationships the rest of the day, yep. then we're wise to carve out that time and, and make it a part of our our day. Mm-hmm. And I like I still am working this out. I think a little bit biblically, theologically, doctrinally. Um, but that idea of um, when Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. For me, I've heard it taught that that implies self-care. That implies that as you would care for your body, and I I don't think about... 
I guess like the fringe stuff, I think of like sleep and food yeah. and what I need in order to get through the day. Um, so for me, I, I, I'm willing to say right now where I stand, I would say it's almost a biblical, um, I wouldn't say a requirement, but I would say it's something that um, if you look at Jesus, he slept, he ate, he took mm-hmm. care of his own body. And if Jesus isn't right, can he do everything that he needs to do and be present for the people who he needs to be present for? I think the same is true for us, that if we do want to be someone who cares for people around us and we're not taking care of ourselves, which I think goes back, and this is something that I see a ton in our friend group of wives who are just like bending over backward to mm-hmm. do all these things, but not taking care of themselves like we're creating basically unhealth, but we're like preaching it as something we should be doing. Mm-hmm. And I think the self-care has to be a part of it. And I think we see that modeled in the life of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So when we talk about the way that our health impacts other people, what does that really look like? You know, what comes to mind for me is the direct connection, at least more often than not, a direct connection between a healthy life or healthy self-care and our attitude. Mm-hmm. I know for me that when I'm engaged in good disciplines, getting good sleep, having time mm-hmm. to exercise, I'm spending time with the Lord, my relationships are getting good time and focus, my attitude is just better. And if mm-hmm. I come home at the end of the day and my attitude is um, I'm engaged, right. I'm happy, right. like right. our whole family dynamic is better. And you know, the joke is out there, happy wife, happy life. And mm-hmm. it's it's only funny because of how true it is, that it's true in a home that if the mom's a- attitude and her demeanor mm-hmm. is down, like the whole family's like, whoa, mom, something's up with mom. And, yeah. and I'm even seeing it now with our teenage daughter and having a teenager's a trip. And she's got, <laughs> man, moments when she is like high highs and low lows. Mm-hmm. And when she's on her high highs, the way that just impacts all of our kids and our family dynamic. Mm. There's more laughter, there's joking. It's just like, man, we love being a family. But when she is kind of in this cynical, critical, every word is kind of this, like it just, it affects everybody. And so I look at that in my own family and just know that that's happening everywhere. Mm -hmm. So if if health equals attitude, I just see that's how we impact other people, that when we're healthier, our attitude is better. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean automatically it makes other people's attitude better also, but it sure does help. Mm-hmm. You know, it sure increases yeah, it the the likelihood yeah. that it'll rub off on them. And they'll be like, oh man, they're in a good mood. So right. I'm in a good mood. And now everyone is being kind of lifted to that place versus being drugged down to my negativity if I'm stuck there. I think the mm-hmm. culture too. I mean, you just think about if uh, you are part of a culture in a household where it's all about getting healthier, working on ourselves, improving Mm -hmm. growth, then what that does is just breeds more of that. Like Mm -hmm. if you're in a household that's like, you know what, this is the way we do it and we're not gonna grow, we're not gonna move, we're not gonna change. Growth and change is gonna be really difficult to do in that, Mm -hmm. like you don't have the environmental factors that cater to growth. So I think that you're also setting the stage for not only is my health affect you directly, but also helps you and create an environment for you to develop your own health and your own growth. So I think culture, even in the household, can mm. be affected by that. Yeah, That's a good point. absolutely. I think that it also in, um, includes being honest and transparent, totally. and especially if you're just trying to work on something, you mm-hmm. know, but to let others that, you know, either a spouse or a friend help you through that. So sometimes when people start their, their healing journey, one of the things that they'll recognize is, okay, I need some healthy boundaries in place, but I don't know how to do that, or I don't know what that's going to sound like. And so, you know, like Nick, you had mentioned about, we have a tendency to react 
instead of respond. But if we want, you know, to practice a better response, then what does that look like? How do I do that? And and how do I bring other people into that to help me figure out what that's supposed to look like? I think that that's really a way that it not only impacts us, but others around us. Mm-hmm. Totally. Well, and it, it comes to mind how important it is, again, to have the support of people around mm-hmm. us as we're working on our health, because it, it's going to impact them. And if they can feel like they're a part of it, what a difference that makes versus if they just feel like, well, there they go off doing their health thing again. Yep. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, I'm left here. And right. so if in the coming year, if, if like, for example, you're looking at, you want to start gardening. Well, if currently you don't have a garden plot, you're going to have to till up some soil or build garden boxes. You're going to have to put some money into it and some mm-hmm. time. And if, if your spouse or family are unaware of that, a lot of it to them will feel like, well, you know, what's mom doing or what's, what's dad's new thing. But if you could go to them and have a conversation like this where you say, hey, I I really feel like a healthy self-care thing for me would just be to spend an hour a day working on developing a garden and, and here's my thoughts and ideas and would you help me and what mm-hmm. what would that look like? Then if they're on board, then it kind of becomes a um, a cool thing because inside, I think all of us want to help others. Yep. And if you come to me with a, a vision or idea f- for something that's healthy and good for you and I can help, yep. I'm going to want to do that. Yeah, but if I just huge. find a credit card statement where you spent $300 on you know some plant thing, it'd be like, What's going on here? And <laughs> even if it's all for the same reasons for you. Why does dad get a pedicure every other week? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> then I'm going to feel like I'm on the outside totally. and, and I'll be bothered by it. Yeah. So that communication just within relationships mm. is so crucial, even as you're pursuing health, that others can be on that journey with you. Yeah, totally. Well, let's take a quick break in the conversation to talk about a new giving campaign that we're running right now. We're here, the end of 2019, as we're moving into 2020, we wanted to encourage those of you who've experienced freedom to consider an opportunity really to give others the message of hope and freedom. And Nick, we've titled this opportunity, Free People, Free People. Yeah, we've been playing off the the theme that we know to also be true that Mm. hurt people hurt people, that we have a way in our unhealth of passing that along, whether intentionally or unintentionally. And so as as God brings freedom and hope and redemption to our lives, a, a major part of our healing is how do I pay that forward? And we hope that people are seeing ways in their families, in their churches, in their community that they're paying forward their health. And we also see that contributing to the ministry might be one of those ways that God prompts them to pay it forward. And we, we really can't do what we do without the partnership of hundreds and thousands of people. And uh, this is a, a huge uh, area to um, bring change into the church, and we know we can't do it alone. So yep. we just yep. we want to invite people to be a part of that, and particularly at the end of the year where they're looking to to give, to contribute. We hope Pure Desire is on their radar because mm-hmm. if it's impacted your life, help us impact more lives. Yep. That's really what it's about. Yeah, and if you are interested, feel moved, convicted, anything to give, just go to puredesire.org slash people. So you guys were talking about some really... Uh, healthy stuff here, really good stuff for people to focus on, but it might feel a little uh, theoretical, like, totally. yes, be a healthy me and give the gift of health health to others. Great. Put that on a mug or a t-shirt. But what does it actually look like, practically speaking? So for our listeners, let's give some practical ways or things that we could do to help give this gift of health and not just you know wait for people to see that we're healthy, but maybe proactively allow our health to be a gift we give others. What, what would that look like for people right now? Yeah, I think um, 
practically pursuing your own health. Like I think the idea of it being a visual thing, which is what we're talking about a little bit. Like if you're going to group, especially in this arena, if you're going to group and doing your faster scale and working on the tools and mm -hmm. using those, not in a way that is like, hey, come check out all this stuff, but in a way that is still pretty visual. Um, you know, I think I've uh, been trying to really work at spending time in the word every morning. And there's something to, and I've heard people say this before, that they grew up and their parents left their Bibles in the middle of the room and they could see that it moved around, that it was in use. Mm -hmm. And even that, like just visually communicated something. And so I think the idea of um, allowing what you do in your self-care to be visual, allowing it to be something that, because I, and I, I love what you're talking about, Nick, because that idea, that is really practical. If you think about um, as my kids get older and I start to do like for me, something that's self-care for me is going to see a movie. Um, it just for me, it just, it's a break from life. I'm not busy for that two hours or whatever. And I'm just like enjoying something that I've enjoyed for most of my life. Practically when my son gets old enough, let's go see a movie together. Like, let's mm -hmm. go hang out and do this. And this is just something that we do to have fun and rest and relax. That's really practical, just inviting people in. Mm -hmm. um, I think too, a practical way um, is, I mean, just for me, another thing is just inviting my wife into that too. Then maybe it's um, not, maybe it is a date. Maybe that's what you need. Self-care mm -hmm. is just a date to go spend time and do whatever. But I think too, um, we're talking in our house about like, what does it look like to establish a Sabbath in our house mm -hmm. and really make um, some really specific boundaries around how we use our phone, what we do with media, what we do with, with that day. And I think that that can also be really practical. So my only answer, invite people into it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's so good. I think that it also includes some of those things that we've already mentioned, you know, like getting enough sleep every night. I mean, sleep is so good for us, our brain and our body. And yet the majority of us adults, we don't get enough sleep. And so yeah. it is being intentional about right. getting sleep and, right. and eating right. And, and the relationship piece, even I think sometimes for moms who stay at home and, and they're around kids all day, but at the same time- They need adult how, time. They do need adult yeah. time. Absolutely. But really how much of that time are they spending intentionally investing mm. in relationship with their kids yeah. you know and so some a good practical step would be to say that okay i'm going to spend 5 minutes mm -hmm totally invested in the relationship that I have with my kid every day and see how that creates relationship. I think mm -hmm. that those kind of really powerful tools are there for us when we are intentional. I think another thing we can do is share some of the outcomes of our health with people around totally. us. And yeah. I mean, this is an area, Trevor, I feel like you really excel at. You're an avid reader. You've always got something new that you've heard about in your reading and you're sharing insights with me, with others on the team. And, and I appreciate that a lot because a lot of those books I haven't had time to read yet or they're on, sure. you know, they're on my list along with 15 other books. And You're busier than I am. Yeah, I but it's those thoughts of like, oh, man, yeah, that's really cool. I hadn't thought about it. And mm. and even I could see you or others, you know, sharing about the, the movie you watched, like what mm -hmm. stood out or what was fun. You don't want to be a plot spoiler for those that uh, <laughs> yeah, plan to see the movie You are a terrible themselves. person if you're a plot spoiler. Yeah, but, but just <laughs> allowing that to become part of what you bring into conversations and mm -hmm. not, not in a boastful or bragging no. way, obviously, but it's just say, integration. Listen to what yeah. happened while I was out running or this thought that, that came to me that, yeah. uh, what we think about this. And I think that is a, a way that others feel like, oh, I, you know, I should read that book or I'd like to exercise or, mm -hmm. and that's the, the second thought that comes to mind for me is 
out of a place of health in our life, being able to ask others, how could I support what you would like to do? Yeah, like, that's good. Well, I had a great run this morning. Are you hoping to run today? Or uh, I was so the great to- The answer to that is no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just examples, just yeah, examples, right? right? But sure. you know, if you said, boy, this week I had a great guy's night out, are you going to get, is there any time you and your sure. friends could go out in the near mm-hmm. future? It just, yeah. It's seeing that what's, what's helpful for me, and it may not be the exact same thing yep. for you, but yep. that I want to support that in your life. And yes. so then I'm, I'm giving my health in a way that you feel supported to pursue your self-care. That's good. I mean, I think that's the idea of you're creating space for others to pursue it um, mm-hmm. and creating that culture. And I think that if you do that in your marriage, your kids are going to pick up on that mm-hmm. and see, oh, this is something that not only should I be doing for myself, but how can I help other people grow as well? Which I, mean, I think is the vision of discipleship is helping other people grow and to, to be more like Jesus. And mm-hmm. if we're growing holistically in our health, then that's what's happening. So. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so let's end this. It is Christmas tomorrow, um, and that can be super triggering and super exciting all at the same time. And so what encouragement will we give people just in this holiday season as we're going into a, a day full of family and just probably craziness? What would we encourage them with in this episode with? I think it's to be intentional and to really take the opportunity mm-hmm. to do something that's new, choose one thing that that you want to do. And really that's so unique. It's based on our environment and what's going on around us sometimes. Mm-hmm. I was recently talking to my son who is in the military and he's on deployment at, during the holidays, mm-hmm. which is super hard, but he was feeling convicted about really how negative his attitude was and mm-hmm. how negative the people around him were. And so he just decided to, you know what, I'm going to practice a positive attitude and I'm not going to let my circumstances get the best of me. And, and which it is, it's so cool. But then he, in sharing that with me, he invited me into that. And I thought, oh, that's a great one. So I'm going to work on that one too. Mm -hmm. But it's just one of those things that, like you said, does it create relationship? Are you inviting other people into what you're doing? And then that is also helpful with the accountability piece because, mm-hmm. you know, it's one day at a time, one step at a time for all of us. But yeah, it's it's great. Yeah. Uh, what comes to mind for me is how important it is to recognize and then manage expectations. Mm-hmm. I think totally. in particular around the holidays. You we... crushed that one. <laughs> that was so Thank you. just clap it up. That's some self-care yes. there. Um <laughs> I lost my train of thought again. No, in particular around the holidays, how we do have expectations that we're not always really consciously aware of, that we think it's going to be the perfect family gathering or the perfect meal where everybody just is so polite and laughs and tells stories and helps clean up afterwards. And when that doesn't happen, we can become very triggered or emotional or frustrated or angry. Mm -hmm. And it's really not about the people around us. It's somewhat a lack of self-care of not even managing or understanding my own expectations of that moment. Mm -hmm. And so the voices I'm hearing, and I'm speaking from experience and in my own life, the Mm -hmm. need to do this, I become shameful of what I'm not living up to or what others aren't. And so then the negative messages are stirring up of what's wrong with me or what's wrong with our family or how come this isn't better. And a lot of it comes back to unrealistic expectations that Mm -hmm. myself or others will always be perfect. And we're not. And I I think one of the greatest ways we overcome those um, expectations that really can defeat us is just to to look at how we walk in gratitude. And we've Mm -hmm. talked about it some today and on a lot of podcasts in the past, just how important it is to recognize the good. Even if it's a a really small thing of, man, the mashed potatoes turned out great today. (laughs) Or, and even if everything else is a wreck, like what was good? What was Mm -hmm. that one conversation I had with my uncle? I don't think we've ever talked like that. Or 
uh, was it the beauty of a sunset? Was it mm. snow that fell? Whatever it is, like to, to notice those things and appreciate them. And for the things that don't go perfectly, that don't meet our expectations, to be able to hold those loosely and just let go of those expectations so that we can enjoy and appreciate what is actually happening. Yep. I think one of the really practical ways to enjoy what's happening is to just put your phone down and be present. Mm. Like that, that's literally my goal. Uh, so good. Tomorrow when I'm sitting with family and trying to just enjoy the stressful season, right? Like whatever, like I think just be present. I think that there's this, we don't have a schedule, so it's okay for me to just roam free. And and I'm not even talking about like sexual addiction. I'm just talking about being present in general. Mm-hmm. Like, are you on your phone scrolling through everyone else's, you know, look what they got or what they're doing for Christmas? Or are you present in the moment with the people you love the most in this moment with them, just enjoying each other? So my practical advice, the holiday season, just put your phone down. You know what? Turn it off. Turn your phone off, see what happens. After you listen to the podcast. Well, I mean, <laughs> if you are listening to this on Christmas Eve, then yes, tomorrow, turn oh, your right, phone off. Gotcha. Or as soon as you're done with this, turn it off. Uh, guys, this was good. Short, quick, well done, and Merry Christmas to you both. Merry Christmas. Yeah, thank you very much. We hope that you or anyone you know understands that Pure Desire really is here to help create a roadmap for your healing. If you or someone you know is looking for help, you can go to our website, puredesire.org, and start your healing journey. And if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, please do. Keep the conversation going. Write a review. Help others find it. And never stop being healthy. Here's what's coming up next week on the Pure Desire podcast. Every woman that takes a breath. This is going to be one of our best resources that we've ever put out. They're wanting to be married. They're wanting to be sexual. And they're saying, what does this even look like? Is it even okay to have these discussions? I think that's one of the things that's interesting about women who struggle is that we don't take good care of ourselves. We are the last person. And sometimes we are taking care of everybody else. But we're the last person that we take care of. And that, I think, is my favorite part about these resources.